0: You
1: say yes, I say no. You say
0: stop, and I say go go go. Hi, 25 after five, but Monaco with you. Not kidding. Um he's the Beatles guy around here. Nice to hear from the Beatles in the five o'clock hour. Uh four calls coming up in one second, just real quick. Because I did see this. Two quick betting stories that I saw. And I know we only get these stories when they are for large amounts of money, usually one good one bad so the good one was a guy placed a same game same game parlay bet on the the Bengals and Texans now to win this kind of money he clearly bet a lot i believe he bet $500,000 so to bet to win 5.5 million he bet 500,000 and hit on the Texans winning on the money line over the Bengals Devin Singletary to rush for over 51 yards single Terry and any time touchdown score and the over of 45 and a half. So he put out, I mean, think about that. He put out $500,000 needed all four things to happen. And it did. And he wound up winning five and a half million. And then this one I saw from last night, a guy placed two, not one, two million dollar wagers on the bills to cover what the, what's called alternate spreads in the first half so it wasn't even like he got the whole game out of this. It was These were two first-half bets. He bet a million dollars on the Bills at minus one-and-a-half and a million dollars on the Bills at minus four-and-a-half, both in the first half, and they trailed 15-8 at halftime. And, oh, by the way, they had the ball late in the second quarter, and I believe Josh Allen turned it over. So a couple of odd, one good, one bad in terms of gambling. All right, four calls. This is what we do when Al is out. Al is having a colonoscopy today, so four calls. We will start. Give me anything you want; it's it's fine. The the the, the topic is yours to choose. Maury and Belmore. Good morning, Maury. What's
1: going on? Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. I love the four questions. The big question of the day, very similar to the traffic report: Is Al's colon clean?
0: Yes, it will be. So
1: you have a clear road to do the surgery, to do what they need to do, to make sure. That uh, that yes. canal is clear.
0: Yes, because as you know, last time he did this, it was not through no fault of his yeah. own. He did everything he was supposed to do, and then he got yelled at by the doctor for not being clean enough with his procedure from the night before. Yes,
1: what is the what is the dog doing while he's on the pooper?
0: Ah, the dog. So the dog. Thank you very much, Maury, for the call. I appreciate it. I will tell you the dog stayed at his girlfriend's. So he was actually able to run back and forth to the ba- bathroom and then sleep in peace. Uh, and then all was good. And I will tell you this. If ALS results don't come out clean, I give up. I completely give up on nutrition and eating properly and also yes, Eddie. But family history, I understand that. So
1: that but, but that's here's a what big I will, factor,
0: genetic. Here's what I will tell you to that though. And this is goes to what he and I talk about on the podcast a lot with information, misinformation. There are a lot of these nutrition people out there that will tell you that all of that is a load of crap, that it's not family history, that even though what we've been told for years and years and years and years is actually not the case. To the point, as I've said to Al, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah, I would
1: I would believe genetics. I myself. happen
0: I happen to agree with you. All I'm, all I'm saying is there's a lot of people that we do follow that have Degrees from Ivy League schools that will tell you that that's all crap. It's mostly diet, it's exercise, it's sleep. All now his sleep not great, but Al for the last ten years. I don't know if it's it's close. I don't know if it's I don't think it's ten years. But I will tell you, um, conservatively, for the last five years, he has eaten as good as any human being I know, Mm -hmm. and I mean religiously with his. Friday night pizza as like his one little treat he eats so well and is on I don't even want to call it a strict diet because he does what he does and he enjoys doing it but it is it is strict and he eats as clean as any human being I know so given everything that I have watched listening to the so-called experts um, if he is not in good health and if Al Dukes does not live to be 130 I give up because he should be the example, but we shall see. Bobby in the Bronx. What's up, Bobby? How are you? Al Dukes eats like a bird. Are you kidding,
1: Jerry? And Eddie and the whole district. He eats,
0: no, nah, of... he, you know what's funny though, Bobby? He eats more than that. It's just, he eats very clean. He really does. He, Al actually eats a ton. Every hour he's eating something. It's not like he has, you know, a, a bowl of lettuce for lunch and, you know, for breakfast he has a yogurt parfait and that's all. He literally eats something every hour.
1: Well, he's the Felix Unger of galloping gourmets. Uh, But uh, anyway, first of all, Eddie Scazzeri, when it comes to producing shows, is an intellectual genius. Use that as a promo. But let me just... (laughs) 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 <laughs> Let me get back to football for a second. About time the 49 has brought someone out in to help out Nick Bozik. For four years, you're watching Bozik get double, triple teamed every single game. You've got to not, not have tryouts. Bring in somebody who can rush the passer, and so you don't double team them, and you, now you have a good pass rush. And some, that pass rush was responsible for all the uh, interceptions that they had uh, the other day. What? But. Well, and say,
0: nothing Tom? wrecks a game more. You can I don't care who your quarterback is. We saw it with the Giants in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Nothing wrecks a game more than a good pass rush. And the, when they made that trade with Washington last week, I I could not believe that because I I still think they're a dominant defense. I know they lost the last couple of games before Sunday, but I, I to me that was a missing piece that I didn't think was missing that likely will take them deep into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, this is two years in a row. They got McCaffrey yeah. last year. They're pulling a heist on the trading deadline. Now, listen, Al Dukes does not think Big Macs and YooHoo's hoos are food. He, he, if he had a Big Mac and yoo before he went in there this morning, they better have him surrounded by, like, <laughs> ten gorgeous nurses if he starts to, you know. I, uh, yes, I to-
0: understand, Bobby. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. He did what he had to do. He's going to be just fine, and hopefully all his testing goes just fine. Mike in Manhattan, what's up? Four calls. What's up, Mike?
1: Hey Jerry, what's happening? Listen, I hope they don't find my boot up in uh, you know Al's.
0: <laughs> nah, I think we'll be just fine.
1: <laughs> let me let me ask you a question, yeah. Jerry. You know, on this Zach Wilson thing, the uh, they wanted to get Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. How come how come more teams when it when that franchise quarterback comes up, how come they don't position themselves in the draft to get that second first round pick? And be ready for it. Like, well, I the think it's be ready for uh, Trevor Lawrence and have two picks ready for him, uh, and let him go into free agency and make a market for these guys who are kind of untouchable with these two first round draft picks.
0: Well, I think first of all, and I appreciate the call, Mike. We'll look for your boot, no problem. Um, I think when you're talking about trying to position yourself to draft a guy, I think that is something that sounds great in theory, and I don't think that that is a real thought because the guys on the field are trying to play. So if the notion was, why didn't they lose another game or two? So they could have gotten Trevor Lawrence and not Zach, well, all of that. You're right. From a fan perspective, that's what you want them to do. Like I would think a giant fan today could be wrong, but I would think a giant fan today wants the giants to go two and 15 and they want to draft Caleb Williams. The problem with that theory is you can't tell the 52 men that are, you know, playing every Sunday to go out there and lose on purpose Things will take care of themselves. If you're not a good football team, you're not a good football team, and it will prove it. What we saw Sunday out of the Giants, as Sean Harris said, didn't look like a professional football team. Unless they get healthy in a hurry, the Giants are going to struggle the rest of the season. I don't care who their head coach is. They're not good talent-wise right now. They're banged up in key spots. We know this. And so that will take care of itself. Um, and then just... The idea of wanting to draft a guy also doesn't mean that you're going to get a guy that's going to be your quarterback for 10 or 15 years. We've seen so many busts, especially from that position, that, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked like the real deal. Now, the whole thing with Zach Wilson is another conversation completely because I will go back to that draft year, and if I'm wrong, someone's got to prove it because I don't remember hearing Zach Wilson's name when the season began. There was no mention of Zach Wilson. And all of a sudden, as we progressed through the season, Zach Wilson was doing these great things at BYU and then the pro day. And, oh, we got to draft Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, Zach. well, okay. Well, that's proven out to be whether they screwed him up or whether he wasn't ready. Either way, Zach Wilson has not played like a number two overall pick. But then again, again, you go through the history of NFL drafts, there's a lot of busts. There's a lot more. There's a lot more busts than you believe and there's a lot of guys that get drafted in rounds 1 through 7 that never make a mark in the league and really have no career year, two years out. That's that's a fact. I believe the average career is like 4 years and that takes into account the guys that play 10, 12, 13 years, so many of them. If you you might even have guys that play one game and you never hear from them again. It's difficult, not easy. And then final call for four calls Joe and Mm, is that Manhattan? Oh, man- uh, Manahawken. What's up, Joe, down the shore? What's going on?
1: Hey, Jerry. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? See, I'm good, man. I wanted to see if you had any insight as to how Steve Peichel was able to land Ace Bailey for Rutgers basketball, man.
0: Insight? No, I will tell you that he is a very good people person. I mean, and I think when you're talking about recruiting um, you've got to sell your program, your vision, and what the player can be inside that program to the player. Um, they have one of the best recruiting classes. Obviously, Ace Bailey just announced and signed the other night. Um, they have one of the best recruiting classes in the country, um, by all accounts, by these the experts that actually rank them. Um, I know... You know, there's a lot of Rutgers alum and fans that are hoping for Dylan Harper, uh, Ron Harper Jr.'s brother. I don't know if that's going to happen. If it does, I mean, you will be talking about a crazy recruiting class. But Ace Bailey is, from everything I've read, a top five, uh, five five-star player. So very exciting times for Rutgers um, because when he gets here, which will be next year, Um, they are going to be something – they're really going to be something to watch. They'll be good this year. I can tell you that. They are going to be very good this year. You add him to the mix and then a couple of the other recruits they have, and then, of course, if – and I don't know if that will happen – if a uh, a Dylan Harper signs here, too, and goes to college at Rutgers like his brother did, look out because they will be set up. Now, it's a different time in college athletics, as everybody knows. Everybody's basically a free agent if they want to be at the end of the year, and the name, image, and likeness has made things very difficult to keep guys – there are, I believe, the it's the, the the numbers in the thousands of players that put their name in the portal now every year. And so it's almost like you got to sell them every year on what you're doing. But to go out and get and be able to recruit and sign a kid like Ace Bailey really tells you something about the direction of the program and what he has built there. All right, that does it for four calls. On the other side, we got something on Brian Dable. Also, the songs that make you think of a specific time and moment in your life that hit me. Pretty good today. We got that and more than Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan.